marginally stronger interpretation. Timothy itself implied softness, like the grass of the same name. He suspected he'd grown into it, soft and easily trampled. There were times when he felt in new company and on his own of changing the vowel and becoming Tom, much stronger, nearer to his inner being. He felt like a Tom, not a Tim, even less a Timmy, one letter away, orally, from timid. Had he grown into his name, he wondered? These were pointless conjectures, futile attempts at changing one's character, but they were just the sort of idle, random, meandering thoughts that entered his mind when he was erecting a flat-pack wardrobe, the sum total of the intellectual demands of the day. He sighed. It was stupid to get so worked up. He'd only be here for another hour. Then they could wend their way back down the A31 and the A3 towards the welcoming skyward-pointing spire of Chichester Cathedral. Isabel had come with him. With only one car between them, there was no alternative. She'd do some shopping in Guildford, she said, while he got on with the wardrobe and the shelves. It occurred to him that if he had a car of his own, he could be more independent. It was an obvious thought, but in the mayhem of the last couple of weeks, it was not something that had crossed his mind. What a good idea. Suddenly, as screws were threaded into holes and wooden dowels pushed into slots, he began to muse on what sort of car he'd have. A sports model, perhaps. Ha! He couldn't see Isabel sanctioning that. "'Are you going through a midlife crisis, Timmy?' she'd ask. She'd see it as expensive and impractical, which, of course, it would be. He couldn't get anything inside one of those, and the boot would be ridiculously small. But they already had an estate car, a Volvo, very spacious, very safe, but not very exciting. A Land Rover would be fun, chunky, but uncomfortable on a long drive.' He followed the flat-pack wardrobe instructions. Introduce section A to section B, locating dowels C and D into holes C and D. How could Oliver possibly have failed to make a wardrobe according to such easy instructions when he was presumably capable of holding his own in a court of law and tying the defendant in knots with his clever questioning? It was beyond comprehension. Of course, he could choose a classic car something that would remind him of his youth and childhood. Such a car would need to be maintained, of course, but he could go to classes and learn everything from maintenance of the internal combustion engine to welding. Yes, that was the thing to do. What about a Bristol or an E-type Jaguar? No, too phallic. A Mark II Jaguar, an Inspector Morse car. That would settle a cat among the pigeons. He felt a strange sensation in the pit of his stomach that he thought he recognised as excitement. Perhaps the hours and days would not loom so large and forbidding if he had a project. Even if foreign travel was out of the question, he still had choices. It was up to him to make them. His thoughts were interrupted by a commotion downstairs. Isabel had returned, and he could hear her, along with Vita, mounting the stairs. 
He popped the last of the white plastic discs into the screw hole to mask the head and closed the wardrobe door. A perfect fit. And well made, too. Not one of those cheap flat packs where nothing seems to fit and half the screws are missing. But then Oliver and Vita didn't really do cheap. Oh, look, he's finished! shrieked Vita. Well done, dear, said Isabel. Then turning to Vita, I told you he was good at this sort of thing. It's going to be so useful having him about the house. Timothy smiled ruefully. Yes, provided I'm not stuck there all the time. Now don't be grumpy, Isabel made to pacify her husband. You know how you like working with your hands? She turned to Vita. If there's anything else, now or in the future, you only have to let us know and Timmy will pop round to sort it out. Poor Oliver, never very practical, but then he always did have a more intellectual turn of mind. Where is he today?